everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a monthly week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow in every aspect of your life. If the truth be told, everyone wants to live a good, healthy and vibrant life. But I'm here to tell you that a vibrant life is grown on purpose. It just doesn't happen by accident. So, no matter who you are or where you are in life, whether you are a businessman, a church leader or a housewife, this podcast will challenge you and all your organization to grow intentionally towards your God-given purpose. My name is Justin Duro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach and I'm also the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of our ministry directors and co-hosts, Robin Aldea. Hello podcast listeners and welcome to today's brand new episode of Growth Week. Today we are speaking about something that is just going to be so good. It's called In Your Wildest Dreams and we're going to be unpacking that for you. But before we get there, I just want to recap a bit on what we spoke about yesterday. Yesterday we spoke about the four dimensions of dreams and desires and how important it is for each person to grow in each and every one of these areas. And they were the areas of wisdom, physical or material desires, spiritual desires, and emotional or relational desires. Now today we are taking you to the next level, which is that... Once you've figured out what that one dream or desire is, how exactly, where do you go from there? And so when you hear the phrase in your wildest dreams, it's normally said like, oh, in your wildest dreams, like it's normally said after someone has just stated something that seems to be impossible, something that is just unreachable. But I want to tell you that God is in the business of making those things happen. And today we're going to be diving into that. Robin, you know, when we started this uh, conversation, we say that as Christians, we need to dream big because we've got a big God. And I think this conversation is going to be really, really um, helpful for most People, especially most Christians, I want to say, because we tend to limit our God. Imagine if you were to pursue your wildest dreams, like your wildest dreams, those the kind of things that you don't even want to say out loud. You know, that's how wild that dream is. And we said, remember, God gives you the desires of your heart. So if it's wild and it's inside of you, God has placed it inside of you, and so you need to bring it out. Now, I was just thinking, what makes a dream wild? And there were three things that came to mind. Number one, a wild dream is out of the ordinary. Mm. Remember, we're talking about dream giver, ordinary, and the land of the familiar. A wild dream must be out of the ordinary. It must force you out of your comfort zone. Everyone has a dream that is comfortable because they they dream within the context of their comfort zone. Secondly, I want to say that a wild dream confronts your inner fears. Mm. There are dreams that when you just think of the dream inside, outside you can say it and look all cool, calm and collected, but inside you're like trembling, you're shaking. Like, how is this ever going to happen? You are so afraid. That's a wild dream. Because, hey, if you were, if you've ever been in the wild, you know, if you've gone to a game reserve or something like that and they tell you that there are lions roaming, there is some fear that you just carry. There's this like, anything could happen because I'm in the wild. And that's what should be happening inside of you when you've got a really wild dream that, hey, there's some inner fears that I have that I might not be saying to everybody, but I feel them. 
And somebody once said that there are two choices in life. You either live a life of fear or a life of mm. dreams. So a life of dreams is like, I'm just going to abandon my fears. I, they are there, but I'm just going to dream and I'm going to pursue my dreams. Now, Pastor Jay, as you were talking, I kind of just had this image in my head of Lord of the Rings, kind of like the one ring to rule them all. <laughs> like, you know, like the whole my precious thing. That's right. Like that's how you need to hold your dream. You need to hold it with like that much like reverence and awe and just like, wow, this is something that is so special, something that is so dear to me that I hold it above almost everything else. And that is really, really cool. Now, let's try and tie it to some scripture because we are trying to challenge, especially Christians, to dream big. And they often struggle with this idea. But when you read uh, Ephesians 3 and verse 20, and I want to read it from the Amplified just to make this emphasis. It says, Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and to do super abundantly more than we dare ask, think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, our hopes, or our dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. That's a powerful scripture. And I don't think you can fully comprehend what it's saying from just listening to me. I want to encourage you. You need to go read it for yourself from the Amplified Bible. But quickly, I just want to highlight here, again, God works with dreams. He says he who is able Mm. to carry out his purposes and is able to do that according to your greatest prayers, your hopes, and your dreams. So if you want God to do super abundantly more than you can think or imagine, you need to have some wild dream. Come on, man. This is like God challenging you to say, what's your wildest dream? He's like, tell me, what is it that you have thought of, that you have imagined, that goes beyond all form of limitations in your life? And so when you have a wild dream, when you have that dream, that desire that is really out there, it builds your faith. You know, the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. So when you connect your dreams to your faith, your faith just begins to grow. What are you hoping for? Imagine when you're carrying like this wild dream and you're hoping for this great thing to happen, you're going to be a person of great faith. And that dream alone will affect your prayer life. What is your greatest prayer right now? Because if you're not praying about this one thing, this crazy desire that you have, remember when we we read that scripture from David, when he said, the one thing I desire, that was more like a cry to God. It was something that he was constantly praying before God. God, even though I am running for my life, there's one thing I want to see happen in my life that I may dwell in your house. So you should be praying. This must become your your number one prayer or your wildest dream rather must become your greatest prayer. Yeah, Pastor Jay, you know, that really makes me think of um, the story of Hannah. And this, again, you know, if you were in Sunday school, you probably knew the story from when you were a little kid from 1 Samuel. And it speaks about this woman who had been longing. Mm. She had this dream, this desire for a child for the longest time. And year after year, she would, you know, pray to God. She would go um, into the the tabernacle and she would really just like lay herself before God and be like, I want this child. Like, I, I can't have this child. I'm barren. And, you know, the whole story was that her husband had another wife and she would 
always tease her and make her feel like she wasn't good enough or whatever. Yeah. And and year after year, Hannah would just cry out to God for this child. And what just amazes me about this whole thing, and this is a challenge to us when we're considering our own dreams and desires, is that Hannah's prayer actually changed when she started examining her motives. Mm. You know, before she, she wanted to have a child to please her husband. Mm. She wanted to have a child to tell Penina, no, you know, you said that I wouldn't be able to do this, but look at me now kind of thing. I've yeah. got this child. But when she surrendered her dream to God, she actually received the promise. It was only once she had changed her mind that she had changed like this whole idea of hey why she wants this child when she was like god i want this child and i will give it to you was when she received the promise and many times that is exactly why we are not receiving some of the dreams and desires that we want because god knows your motives are wrong and he actually knows you know if you take it a step further he actually knows that should he allow that thing to come into your life in that season that you're in right now it could actually take you out. And so you need to ask yourself, what is your motive? Like, what is my motive in wanting this thing? Why am I wanting to get married? Why am I wanting to start that business? Why am I wanting to be friends with this person? You know, all these different things that we have dreams and desires for, what are your motives behind those? Wow, that's powerful, Robin. Our motives are refined through prayer. I like that whole concept. And the other thing that I like when when you were speaking of Hannah, I just thought of, you know, Hannah was praying for a wild dream. Because imagine, it, it doesn't sound that dramatic when you are able to produce children. Mm. But for someone who has been told that you will never have a child, you are barren. And now you take that and make it your dream that one day I'll have Uh, a baby. That's a wild dream. So, hey, you need to discover what is your wildest dream. Okay, Pastor Jay. So one more thing that I need to add here and just to encourage our listeners is that maybe you have that dream and that desire that you're holding on to. But I want to say that there are seasons that you go through in having those things. And the different stages, the different seasons of your dream may actually look, it may actually feel like nothing is happening. But again, referring back to Joseph, you know, we keep going back to his story. Mm. There were so many stages throughout his story where we can see like, hey, maybe he felt like God had given up on him. Maybe he felt like God had actually removed the dream from him, given it to someone else. I don't know. But I want to say to someone who's listening today that you're not stuck. God is always working. You know, he's God. We can't always see what he's doing. We, we can't good. even know what he's thinking or, you know, what the bigger picture is. But I want to say to you that God is always working. And so even if you feel like nothing's happening, even if you can't see anything happening, just know, just trust, exercise that faith, keep the hope so that that faith can grow. And I promise you, you will see that dream come to pass. That's right, Robin. Whatever that dream is, Hold on to it. Never allow anyone to um, destroy your dream. Your dream can come true. All right, Pastor Jay. So the the main meat around this episode today is about how to tame your wildest dreams. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, that one thing, that one thing that may seem so impossible, that one thing that everyone around you may ridicule you about. How can you actually 
get to that? How can you tame those things and just make it happen? What are some of the things that you need to do? I like that concept of taming a wild dream. It's like maybe you desire to have a pet and then you go to your parents and like, I want a lion for a pet. And your parents are like, no ways. And you're like, I can tame that thing so that I can handle it. So in, in the world, when they speak of taming your your lion, they're speaking of that situation that is intimidating that, you know, when you think of your dream, maybe it intimidates you, it scares you, but you can, here's the thing, you can tame your dream. All you need is the wits and uh, the learned strategy to disarm it. And that's how we've got, you know, people who tame wild animals. They just know that we can outsmart it. And so I want to tell you that what we're going to give you if you apply them, if you apply these principles in your life, they will help you handle your wild dream on a daily basis. I love that. Okay, Pastor Jay, give us the first one. Be devoted. When you have a, a wild dream, it's so easy to give up. You know, you were speaking about those seasons where sometimes it looks like nothing is happening. But if it's wild, it means that you're going to go through the valleys. You're going to go through moments where you question yourself, you doubt yourself. You're like, did I hear correctly? Is God even in this? But be devoted to your dream. You can't chop and change the one dream. Mm -hmm. You know, the other things you can, ah, well, I'm not sure. But that one dream, that biggest desire that you have, you can't chop and change. You can't say, well, today I'll pursue it, tomorrow I'm not. So devotion speaks of just absolute commitment to seeing this dream come true. And I love the scripture in First Timothy chapter number four and verse 15, it says, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. So it's almost like when we speak of this devotion is giving your all hundred percent. You're like, I am going to pour my life into this. You cannot uh, tame a wild dream if you're doing it half-heartedly. You need to pour your all. Pastor Jay, I remember when you um, said this to us the first time, you said that devotion means emptying yourself for the thing that you love the most. And that's exactly what this speaks to. You know, if you have that thing and it's like my precious kind of thing, yeah, that's good. <laughs> you're going to empty yourself of whatever is not serving that dream. You're going to get rid of all the things that are just not going to take you towards that. And that's what it means to be devoted to a dream. My precious. What's the next key to taming uh, your wildest dream, Robin? Well, the next one is to be deliberate. Now, this one is so key because to accomplish those wildest dreams and desires, you have to be deliberate. If you're not being deliberate, your default position, you know, <laughs> we always speak about what are your default settings? Yeah. You know, the things that, hey, we're growing, we're learning, we're constantly evolving in a sense but you know whenever we kind of pushed outside our comfort zone we tend to go back to you know our default settings yeah. the things that hey this is how I grew up this is the mindset that I've had all my life that kind of thing so if we're not deliberate about going after our dreams we will always go back to what is normal That's and fine. so you need to be deliberate about giving yourself and giving your best to your dream and that is the first key in this is that the dream always requires giving. It always requires giving something. You know, Jesus 
was the dream to bring redemption, to bring salvation to mankind. It required God to give Jesus to mankind. And so, you know, oftentimes when we feel like, hey, I need to give something more. I need to give to towards this dream. I need to give so that I can do this course that's going to help me in my dream. Or yeah. maybe you need to give and just invest in someone else who is actually following that dream and may seem a little bit closer. But the thing is, is that the Bible tells us that we need to be cheerful in giving. And you know, when you really understand God, you understand who he is, then you need to know that he loves a cheerful giver and he will honor that. And so sometimes you just need to plant that seed. You need to be that Rebecca who's watering the camels, you know, you need to be the person who's constantly giving and serving and knowing that when we give, there's always, you know, the time of planting the seed, but eventually harvest time will come. If you really believe in your dream, why are you not sowing or investing your all? You know, people might not give into your dream because they don't believe, they think it's wild, but let them see the way you give yourself, the way you give off your resources, your time, your energy, give off your all so that your dream can come true. Mm, I love that, Pastor Jay. So I just want to quickly touch on other areas where you can be deliberate in your own life. And so you can be deliberate about where you spend your time. Mm. Are you spending your time in places that are actually going to take you closer to your dream? Are you spending your time around people that are, you know, going to help you get there, that are going to encourage you, that are going to be just pushing you to the next level? So you need to be serious about this because, you know, birds of a feather flock together. If you have this big dream, but you only spend time around lazy people who have no vision for their life, you need to change your circle. (laughs) You need to get somewhere else. And so another area is that you need to be deliberate about your values and your moral standards. We did an entire week on speaking about values, but you need to... I don't know, go back to that, listen to that again, but you need to know what are your values. You need to be able to ask yourself, what will I not do for the sake of the dream? Because the truth is people have done crazy things for the sake of dreams. Mm -hmm. You know, they've done the worst things, the most evil, despicable things because they had a dream. And so you need to ask yourself, like get real and be like, hey, what will I not do for the sake of a dream? Wow, I like that, Robin. You know, everybody is thinking of what am I going to do for the dream? And that's the easy part. It's what you are not going to do that you need to always keep in front of you. Definitely. And so you can also be deliberate about your relationships. We touched on this a little bit yesterday, but you know, a lot of times relationships can suffer for the sake of a dream. So you need to make sure that you are still deliberate about investing in people, allowing them to invest in you as you pursue that dream. You need to be deliberate about having role models, you know, especially in the area of your dream. Who are the people that you look up to, that inspire you, that you aspire to be like? And then finally, you need to be deliberate about learning more about whatever you are dreaming. You know, it can't be that big of a dream if you don't pursue learning about it. If you're not curious about how does this work? What Mm. does this look like? Um, You know, doing um, kind of like case studies on all the people that have followed in that same path or done that same kind of thing. So you need to be deliberate about learning as much as you can about whatever you are dreaming. The next key to taming your wildest dream is become a doer. Be a doer. You see, there is a time to dream, but then after you're finished dreaming, you need to get up 
and do something. You know, the Bible says in James 1 and verse 22, do not be hearers of the word only and so deceive yourself. People hear things, say things, uh, share their dreams, and they're not willing to do anything. And the Bible says that's self-deception. When you have a wild dream, equally important is to turn your, your, your dream into actionable steps, as I would say. What are you going to do about the dream? It's one thing to have a dream. What are you going to do about the dream? Become a doer of the things that will make your dream a reality. So unless you are a doer, unless you are constantly uh, putting practical steps, your dream is just going to remain that a dream. And here are a few things that get in the way of our dreams. Number one, the most common one is procrastination. You know, Robin, everybody says, I know I've got a dream. I know there's something that I need to do, but they always procrastinate. Maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. You know, uh, there's somebody this year you were hoping you're going to be exercising, running, doing something, but you were procrastinating and now you're looking like, wow, the year is already coming to an end. That's what procrastination does. Every time you procrastinate on your dream, you are actually delaying it from Uh, becoming a reality. Here's how you can overcome procrastination just to help you handle procrastination. Break the dream down so it does not look like one big mountain. Mm. You know, when it's this like a wild dream. Every time you get up and you look at it, it's like, oh, you get overwhelmed. You get tired. You don't even know where to start. So break the dream down so that it does not look like one big mountain. And then here's an important step. And this principle, if you can just get it right in every aspect, you will overcome procrastination. Start now, refine later. The reason why people procrastinate is they're waiting for that perfect plan. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I'm working on the plan. I'm, I'm still planning. Uh, I, I want to just perfect this. Perfection is not going to happen. You, you are always going to be tweaking something. But if you start, the fact that you have already taken your first step, your dream is in motion, and then you can refine as you go. I just read a statement the other day that says a mediocre plan well executed wins all the time. And that stayed with me, Robin, because I started thinking of myself. How many times have I not acted on something because I was waiting for Mm. the plan to be perfect? I like this conclusion. It wins all the time. Action will get that dream to come true. Pastor Jay, I think something vital that we have to add to this whole be a doer concept is that you need to be a risk taker. And people do not like this, you know, people don't like taking risks because that really requires us to step outside of our comfort zone to do the things that we don't really want to do. But I want to say that you need to start by taking small risks first. Oh yeah. And and more than that, take calculated risks. And what that means is that you've examined it. You've kind of seen it from all angles. And I love how you said this to us. You said that we should ask ourselves, what is the worst thing that can happen to me if I do this? And you said, hey, if you can deal with the very worst thing that can happen if you do that, then do it. So many times we talk ourselves out of doing something because we think that the consequences are going to be in, you know, like just crazy. But oftentimes it's like, hey, uh, you know, I might have to have a bit of confrontation with a person or a bit of conflict in this area. Or I might have to do something that's really in the long run, it's not a 
bad thing. And that actually makes it like, hey, can you really consider this? Is it worth the risk? Is it worth like the consequence that may actually come from doing this? So we want to say, become a risk taker. Make sure that you are constantly taking small risks towards your dream. That's good. If the consequences are not the end of the world for you, chances are you must take that next step. And if you do, you will just be glad you did it. Definitely. Okay, Pastor Jay, the last one that we are going to tell our podcast listeners about today is that they have to have a deadline. Now you need to put deadlines to your dreams. You know, Jesus said in John 9 verse 4, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. Jesus knew And this is Jesus, like king of the universe. He was God in flesh and he knew that there was a time frame. He knew that he had a limited amount of time to make something work, to make something out of his mission. And so he had to live. And I think having a deadline makes us live every single day with intentionality. We know that, hey, God has given me this window Or maybe we don't really know because the way most people actually go about their dreams, they just live every day of like, hey, I I don't need to be intentional today about this. I don't need to do anything about this today. Like I can rather sit and binge Netflix for the next six hours or whatever because it's just like, whenever it happens, it'll happen. But you know, Pastor Jay, you've always said to me like, hey, if God has given you this book to write, it's only a matter of time before he gives it to someone else, before you walk into a book a bookstore and you <laughs> see like someone else's name on a cover with your idea, the idea that God had given you. And then it's, in a sense, it's almost too late. And you know, um, the Bible speaks about this over and over again. In Ecclesiastes 3, it says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Powerful. So we cannot be time wasters. We need to be intentional about living our dream. We need to make sure, hey, what can I do today that is going to take me one step closer to the dream? Yeah. You know, most people don't want to put a deadline to a dream because they feel like it's outside my control but that's the lie the thing is god gives you the dream and he wants you to pursue it so yes uh you know we can debate is it going to be exactly according to your plan that doesn't matter you need to have a clear deadline that allows you to live intentionally i love that when when you say it if you don't have a deadline it's like work For some of you you know you've got some project that you need to do you've got an assignment that you need to do you kind of like, oh, well, I'll do it up until you realize that, hey, the deadline is tomorrow mm. and you will stop everything and you will get it done. Now, when you live with the tension of this is the season, you know, I like the, uh, the Jesus scripture you used where you said day and night. Those are seasons. He's not saying at eight o'clock. He's not saying it's 2 a.m. He's just giving seasons. So when it comes to dreams or your wildest dream, create seasons. This is the time frame. You know, you want to get married, Robin. Don't like, oh, just I'm going to get married on the 18th and this is what's going to happen. You're going to, chances are you're going to get disappointed or over control the situation such that you begin to manipulate the dream. But if you create a time frame, a seasonal, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in this season, you know, this is where I would love to see myself. You know, this is a season. And usually what happens, I remember when I wanted to get, get married when i when i entered into that season 
Nobody had to tell me it was time. Mm. But that time frame or that season was set way before I knew that when I get to this age I'm going to be yeah somewhat ready for marriage and I started saving, I started working on myself, I started preparing myself for marriage because that was the season. Yeah. Yeah, Pastor Jay, I remember when you introduced this subject, you know, I was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure, you know, have a deadline because let's be honest, you know, there are two single ladies on our team. <laughs> I am one of them. We both kind of had this idea of I'd like to be married by whatever. And it kind of seems like, okay, but where is the dream kind of thing? And I remember you said to us that, you know, it's not that you probably won't get married at 30. But you know what? If you live every day intentionally and you work towards being ready to be married by the time you're 30, maybe you'll only get married at 33. Yeah. But then you've already accomplished all the things that you wanted to do. That's you've good. already grown. You've already um, prepared yourself to be married by the time you're 30. Imagine you're going to be like extra prepared yeah. by 33. So like you need to have that deadline because as long as it's up in the air, you're never going to do anything intentionally about preparing yourself for that thing. That's powerful. Imagine Jesus, he knew that he came to die and everywhere he was, you'd say to the guys, hey, destroy this temple and the third day it will rise again. He was t- kind of telling them, hey, I'm working on a time frame here. I know the time is going to mm-hmm. come. These things are going to happen. And that tension he carried everywhere he went. And that's what we need to do with our wildest dreams. Wherever you are, there must be this tension that I must do this while it's still day for night comes when nobody can work. That is so good. Well, Pastor Jay, I've loved today's conversation, speaking about in your wildest dreams. And tomorrow we are going to be ending off this week. I can hardly believe this. Like I can hardly believe that this week is over again. But this has been such an awesome journey so far. Um, And we are so excited as we just conclude this whole topic of dreams and desires. So do not miss out on tomorrow's episode because it's going to be just such an epic conclusion to what has been such a good series. And so we want to encourage you guys to inspire someone by sharing this with a family member, with a friend. I'm telling you, there are people out there who need to have their dreams and desires revived. You need a reminder that, hey, God can do it. And so we want to encourage you to share that with someone and just see how the people around you, their dreams and desires will just start to become alive again. And so until tomorrow, let's keep growing.